Richard Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. I identify as a transgender woman. I identify as a straight transgender female. There is no such thing as transgender. You're either XX or XY. But honestly, I don't really identify as human. I'm tired of being humanized for the comfort of other people. God made man male and female. That is determined genetically. That is physiology. That is science. That is reality. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Don't you worry, Pink Floyd. (laughs) Your desires are being fulfilled as we survey public education in America. We don't need no education. This is Wretched Radio. Don't know if you've noticed, but the kids are being taught differently than you were when you were a kid. And we should also note that you were taught differently than your parents were taught. And your parents were taught differently than grandparents. Why? There has been a major shift in public education in America. The Pink Floyd video that I'm enduring, looking at right now, Pink Floyd is opposed to drill and kill. They're showing all kinds of images. These poor children, they had to dress up for school. They had to sit still. They had to do drill and kill. They had to listen to the teacher. That's what they were opposed to. And today, we've listened to Pink Floyd, and we've thrown everything classical about education out the window for a new way of teaching people how to potentially think. And it has almost become absurd. Please note, it is always important to note, there are good public school teachers out there. There really are. And going to a university You can still get a good education. Now, it is littered with landmines, but we nevertheless need to acknowledge you can do some learning at schools, even like Harvard, which brings us to our first story. Claudine Gay, no doubt you've seen this story. She resigned. uh, The uh, accused plagiarizer finally decided, all right, I'll quit. I'll keep teaching for nine hundred thousand a year, but fine, I'll I'll quit as president because <laughs> she couldn't quite seem to articulate that it shouldn't be allowed for people to say let's kill all the Jews. I that that was a little tricky for her. So she actually thought she was doing her DEI job. She's so far left, she couldn't even understand the accusations. Um, intifada? No, that's that's not that's not acceptable. She biffed it in a Senate hearing. Following up, she couldn't seem to utter the words. <laughs> no, you can't say let's kill all Jewish people. She resigned. Jimmy, I happen to have the actual transcript of her resignation. Oh, I'd like to share it with you right now because, well, I suspect in reading her little send off to down the hall where she's making. Did I mention nine hundred thousand dollars a year? Teaching poli sci? Oh, boy. Only imagine. I think she might be back. Here's what she wrote. Four score and seven years ago, I was born to run. (laughs) And what we have today is a failure to communicate. I am not a crook, but I do have a dream that one day we would have nothing to fear but fear itself. It was my dream to fundamentally change America. And for that, 
I will fight on the beaches and on the landing grounds. I shall never surrender. Jimmy, I got a feeling she's coming back. That's so original. (laughs) The actual transcript right there. (laughs) The B actually released what is now considered on university campuses to be racist. I have that list for your consideration. This is this is so preposterous. DEI CRT has so infected so much, not all, so much of academia. It's it's just downright bizarre. For instance, some of these you may remember because we've we've discovered some of these throughout the course of the last year. The American Medical Association says that body mass index is racist. They started out by saying exercising is white supremacy. <laughs> This is this is just staggering that that, that's not we all know how they get there because history for them only goes back to probably like 17, 16, 19 in America as if this is the only country that ever existed, the only history worth studying and rewriting along the way. And they would say that pretty much all of the institutions, the norms, the culture that we see pretty much invented by white people. Therefore, it is automatically oppressive and therefore it is racist. Body mass index? Really? We're we're really going to tell people that they are safe from any sort of health concerns by having too many pounds around their middle? that there's a risk of diabetes, that there's a higher risk of cancers, that your heart could give out on you sooner. No, that's all racist. In other words, CRT, DEI, it's mean. It's not nice to be. Well, this is to be nice to people and have us all loving each other. No, denying reality isn't nice. BMI is racist because we cannot dismantle weight size oppression without addressing the intersectionality of all oppressions. Go ahead. You you just get out your woke dictionary and see if you can translate that. Do you have a pantry at home? Is it organized? Racist. What? Yeah, it's racist. To be clean? And orderly and organized. I, I, I find this, I find this offensive that, (laughs) <laughs> Some, somehow it is um, it's that it's that 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 people of varying shades of melanin can't have an organized pantry. That's just not something we do because otherwise it's race. This is just abs- I just think this is just abs. Well, I think it's racist is what I think it is. Uh, the outdoors uh, became racist because white people aren't afraid of water. I'm just telling you, not wearing a mask, cleanliness, the fast food industry, Shakespeare, Frankenstein, Edgar Allan Poe, To Kill a Mockingbird, and all literature is now deemed to be racist. So is medical record keeping. Just just think oppression. Okay, so record keeping, presumably... According to these people, white people invented that. Therefore, it's bad and it's racist and we shouldn't have it. Public health departments. This one I like, Jimmy. Clowns. <laughs> well, you know, maybe everything on the list isn't. Re- 
If they had mimes on there, I would say they are got two out of 75. Here's one that's not going to make you happy, Jimmy. Wonka. Willy Wonka. Oh. Yeah. Is he racist? Apparently, somehow. I don't know. There's a new Wonka movie out. Yeah, but you've seen it, haven't you? No, but we are going. <laughs> you don't like Willy Wonka. <sighs> it was creepy and weird. He was just the whole thing and just the the grandparents and the bed in the house and that the, was kind of strange just all ugh, and the char in the willy wonka it's like please make sure you go with your kids on that tour that's all i'm suggesting <laughs> is willy Wonka. so now you're gonna go, you're gonna go see them by the way very exciting christmas for you Huh? You received a new calendar. Is oh, that correct, Jimmy? I did. My wife, my lovely wife, gave me a year-long, every day is a new dad joke calendar. Oh. And I brought it to work. I'm sure you'd. All right. <laughs> just give me give me today, if you'd be so Oh, kind. today? Um, I have to look. Right, you're looking, and I'll read through the list of racist things. Not liking rap, the American flag, occupations. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> Apostle Paul made the list. Conservatives, there's no shocker. Abraham Lincoln. Hockey, white paint, math, engineering, technology, admissions essays with word limits, and of course, white people. All racist. The, each, each and every one of us, absolutely racist. All right, Jimmy, regale us with your new Christmas present. What is... Uh, <laughs> don't, you, are you gearing up? I'm just waiting. What do, what do you got for today's? What is red yeah. and bad for your teeth? I don't know, Jimmy. What's red and bad for your teeth? A brick. Because a brick would knock them out. <laughs> hey, if you say dad jokes are racist, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure that they are somehow. A judge in Iowa is banning sexually explicit books from schools, calling it puritanical. Oh, it's a Biden appointee. There's a shocker right there. The underlying message, there's a piece of legislation that says, you know, books in schools, they shouldn't have explicit sexual scenes described. This judge disagrees. The underlying message to this legislation is that there's no redeeming value to any such book, even if it is a work of history. The legislature has imposed a puritanical pall of orthodoxy over school libraries. How's about common sense? That's why this fight to get awful books out of public schools and public libraries. We're not. You're, we're, it's, 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 it is an uphill battle. Everything about what we are reading in culture and society, including this upcoming election, it is a religious worldview issue. This upcoming election, believe me, it, this is this is so worldview driven. This is not anymore about shovel ready jobs, taxation, or the American footprint in the Middle East. It is all about worldview, and I'll I'll prove that next on Wretched Radio. So, you aren't convinced of the importance of training godly men to rightly divide the word of truth in churches 
internationally? Well, then we'll let Paul Washer convince you. You have to support men who are elder qualified proclaimers of the word. When we support a man coming out of TMAI, we know not only that he is properly trained, but we know that he will still be supervised. Would you please join TMAI, the Master's Academy International, in advancing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through expository preaching in local churches around the globe. It's a magnificent ministry and it's so important. Please consider partnering with TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Thank you for supporting indigenous pastors around the world. Well, 2024 is a crucial election year. The sanctity of life is at the forefront. And while we do celebrate the overturning of Roe, we cannot ignore the surge of pro-choice voices. They are persuasive, but we can and should be more convincing. We have to stand firm, not only in our beliefs, but also in the understanding of the gospel to change hearts and minds. Pro-choice advocates rally voters with misleading arguments. And as Christians, it is our duty to counter these narratives with truth and compassion. Remember, this is not only about politics. It's about protecting the lives of the unborn. The debate has shifted to when instead of should, and now it's time to refocus this conversation. Equip your family and your church with Life is Best, a 13-lesson series that's not just powerful, but a call to action. Order your free digital download and streaming version from the Wretched Store right now. It's available for free during the month of January. You have until January 31st, and we, together, can make a difference. I believe in a culture of life. One of the most impactful moments of my life was when I heard the heartbeat of my oldest daughter uh, in my wife's womb and then saw the sonograms of all three of my kids. The sonogram or the, the pictures that are taken of babies, still a profoundly helpful tool, which encourages me to encourage you to consider supporting Preborn Ministries. Preborn Ministries and their network clinics, they are giving away free ultrasounds to women, but they do cost something. It's $28 an ultrasound. And just as you heard Governor DeSantis say, his view of life was profoundly changed when he saw the baby baby in the womb, when you see the form and the shape and the fingers and the heartbeat, would you please consider supporting Preborn? It's a great ministry of life. It has a high anthropology, shares the gospel with women and with the dads. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. Books of the Bible. The book of Isaiah is a collection of prophecies given to Isaiah. It can be divided in two parts. Isaiah delivered bad news to Israel and the surrounding nations concerning God's judgment, and he delivered good news of salvation for those who repent. Isaiah also offers detailed prophecies concerning the coming Messiah, who offers eternal salvation. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Bad news? Maybe good news. Most definitely, this is Wretched Radio. I am not a political pontificator, nor do I play one on TV, but it does not take a rocket surgeon to know this upcoming election is going to be about God. The issues that are on the docket are not traditional voting issues. This has very little to do with how much money goes to public education, your your tax rates 
How many highways should we build? None of that is, is really nearly as much a concern to most people as morality issues. In other words, God issues. And if there is any example that proves that, it is the life issue. If you did not pay attention to what went down in Ohio, it's, it's to miss a pretty big signal that what happened in Ohio in the 2023 election is going to happen in 2024. Single women are going to come out en masse, and they are going to vote for abortion. And that, of course, is a God issue. That is a morality issue. And that is why there is some good news in this. So I don't know if you could call it bad news that God is on the ballot in the political realm, whatever adjective you want to slap on that. But I would say that there is definitely good news because these moral issues, they actually require a moral voice. Issues that deal with God should be addressed with God in view. In other words, we can engage. We can actually do something. Kind of weary of these people who go on TV and podcasts and get you just frantic about the latest nonsense. I'm not thinking of Laura Ingram here or Sean Hannity. I'm just saying there are people who will get you so exercised and tell you, we're not going to take it. No, we ain't going to fake it. We're not going to take it anymore. Did I just pull a Claudine Gay and plagiarize mistakenly <laughs> right there? If I give credit, does that make any difference? They get you so mad and then never tell you what to do. Well, here's good news. If life is going to be on the ballot, there's something that we can do. I think there are two things. You can change people's beliefs which then changes their thinking, which means it'll change their voting. You, you, can actually, you can actually affect the 2024 election by evangelizing. I mean, let's be honest, people who get saved, they, they just change their thinking on these issues, on all of these issues. I'm not just the marriage issue, the sexuality, the, all of that, and the life issue. It's just everything. So you, you, want, you want to see a... a a conservative in office in November? Cool. Share your faith. Here's something else that you can do. You can try as best you can with people's rather dim logic machines to reason with them and to show them what is inside of the mother's womb is a whole innocent human being. And we would like to help you in that effort. This is going to get your attention, my evangelical friend, because what we want to give you is F-R-E-E. Nothing. We're not going to charge a nickel for this. It is our, I think it's the best pro-life resource there is, period. It's 13 episodes of Life is Best. It is phenomenal. It will train you to engage in the argument and persuade people. No, it's not about weeks. It doesn't matter if it's two weeks, two months, two years old in the womb. It makes no difference whatsoever. What is inside of the womb is a whole innocent human being, and it deals with all of the objections that you'll hear, and it will give you the tools that you need to persuade people. Because if we don't start changing the minds, especially of single women, 2024, it's, it's going to be a mess. It, it is going to be an absolute Disaster. By the way, the judge that I mentioned in Iowa who wants to 
keep sexually explicit books in the schools. The judge also blocked a portion of the law that prohibits schools from providing programs, tests, or instruction about gender identity and sexual orientation to students in, you ready for this? Kindergarten through sixth grade. This election has everything to do with God, and we can get in the game, evangelize, share your faith, and please talk to people about this. You meet a single woman, you most likely she wouldn't be offended if you just meet a single woman. Okay, you're sitting at the restaurant, it's really busy, you're waiting to get in, and you're sitting next to a woman. Hey, you come here often to the whatever the restaurant is? Yeah. Hey, you know, the upcoming election, I'm just curious, single woman, because you just have that intuitive sense that she's not married. How are you going to vote? What's the big issue for you? And you're going to hear abortion and you can engage. And we'd like to help you do that. Just go to wretched.org slash life. That makes sense. Wretched.org slash life. No kidding. You just you'll stream the whole thing. Absolutely free, which means, my evangelical friend, if you do not take advantage of this, you're sinning because evangelicals must take advantage of a good deal. Uh, Let's go back to our schools, shall we? Guess what's a problem? Chronic absenteeism. The kids aren't going to school. Apparently, we don't have truant officers anymore, and nobody seems to care. Everyone graduates center at Johns Hopkins University. Everyone graduates. Jimmy, you can go to, as long as you pay the tuition, you pay the bills, you're, you're going to get a piece of paper in four years. A student has to miss 10% of school days. 14.7 million students fall into that category. That's 30% of kids are missing more than 10 days a year. And it's in elementary schools and it is in middle schools also. And guess what's to blame? Do you know why the kids aren't going to school? You ready for this? Why? Because the teachers don't get paid enough. (laughs) That's nothing to do with parenting, which actually brings us to our second issue. The troubles in schools that they're having in public schools. A lot of teachers are starting to say this whole gentle parenting business is making a mess inside of the schools. Because the parents are letting the kids just run the house. And then they come to school. The teacher's trying to run a classroom. They have no authority. There's no discipline. And they're finding it to be a incredible struggle. They have to negotiate with the kids when it's time to eat lunch today or take recess or study or listen. Gentle parenting, they say, uh, it's it's having side effects because the kids are used to being coddled, used to getting their own way. You need to ask things like, are you ready to go? Are you ready to eat? But don't you dare say it's time to go. It's time for lunch. That's too mean. So we gentle parent. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. This is another demonstration that we are such a whiplash culture. And it's not just the secular world. It's the church, too. We see this. Boom! Over to the other side. We just, boom! How far away can we get from that? Were there some bad parents that were perhaps a little too authoritarian? Of course. But the solution isn't to shun parental authority. It's You can do both. You can be loving, you can be gentle, and you can also be an authority. When I talk to parents, they freely admit they let their kids decide when to go to the store, when to go to bed, when and what to eat. 
And so they have to talk to the kids constantly about compliance. The kids, they are saying, it's all about emotions and being fragile. And it shields kids from criticism. And it doesn't equip them from when they go out into the real world. And their boss says, uh, you ain't doing that right, son. Poof. And the teachers are paying the price for it. Now, providentially, last night, I received Free Grace Broadcaster. It's about the fifth commandment. Let me take you to the Westminster Assembly. Question 124. Who are meant by father and mother in the fifth commandment? But and it says, of course, it's the father and mother. But all superiors in age and gifts, and especially are over those those who are over us in a place of authority, whether it's family, church, or commonwealth. What is the honor that inferiors owe to their superiors? This isn't gentle parenting. The honor which they owe to superiors is all due reverence in heart, word, behavior, prayer, and thanksgiving for them, imitation of their virtues and graces, willing obedience to their lawful commands and counsels, all Bible verses quoted here, by the way, do submission to their corrections. That's a big problem today. Fidelity uh, to defense. Don't let somebody say something bad about your folks. And maintenance of their persons and authority according to their several ranks and the nature of their places. What are the sins that the inferiors commit against their superiors? All neglect of the duties required toward them, envying at contempt of rebellion against their persons and places and their lawful counsels, commands and corrections, cursing, mocking, and all such refractory and scandalous carriage as proves a shame and dishonor to them and their government. Bye-bye. All of that. Hello, gentle parenting. Hey, let's just not be strict disciplinarians, but... Let, let, let's, let's not be gentle parents either. Let's be gentle, authoritarian parents. It can be done. This is Wretched Radio. And it's now time for a Wretched News break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Starting today with news on the new conservative Methodist denomination, which has rapidly expanded to over 4,000 congregations since its 2021 launch. The global Methodist church has branched off from the collapsing UMC, which is now dominated by liberal theology and declining membership. In contrast, the GMC adheres to biblical authority and historic Christian teachings, though there are some things you know we wouldn't necessarily 100% agree with. The main thing is 4,000 churches since 2021. Up in progressive Vermont, a cancer patient has just become the state's first out-of-state resident to utilize their suicide law for assisted killing. Though it was mainly sold as relief for terminal Vermonters, the legislation deceptively, oh, no, it wasn't deceptive, was it? Yeah, it deceptively allows anyone to travel there for state-sanctioned murder. Now, a Connecticut woman plans her taxpayer-funded vacation to Vermont for a fatal drug overdose, which circumvents her home state's limitations. Just expect more and more outsourcing of slaughter to spread as more Americans view ordered murder as routine health care. And I've got a sneaky feeling somehow that this is how they're going to get around the abortion issue. How? Not real sure. 
it just kind of feels that way to me. Anyway, speaking of normalizing atrocity, Netflix has faced some backlash over an adult cartoon which targets kids with transgender and homosexual themes. Oh, say it isn't so. Not Netflix. The series follows a toddler with two dads while promoting gender fluidity and drag culture in several of the episodes. Critics have, of course, as you might expect, blasted the streaming giant for pushing its radical ideology and sexual messaging onto very young audiences. Well, in pop culture news, Rob Schneider has called out Hollywood's immoral monopoly while urging more family films. He spotlighted Hollywood's hypersexualized content, disproportionately steering culture versus wholesome influences. He noted how money and power now dominate artistic integrity for elite executives that are advancing political agendas over the public welfare. Rob, got some news for you. First of all, thank you for standing up and saying all of that, but I don't think this is anything new with Hollywood, unfortunately. Overseas, church leaders in Sri Lanka were arrested and threatened with years in prison simply for remarks in a sermon. As we tell you so frequently, please make sure that you're praying for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters abroad. And that's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Mexican. The Incarnation is one of the greatest miracles recorded in the Bible. At the Incarnation, the eternal God became a human being. He did not abandon his deity, nor did he put on a human shell like a hand puts on a puppet. Jesus Christ is 100% human and 100% God. The only acceptable sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You be the judge. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Order in the court. This is Wretched Radio. Prepare to judge me. Not that you probably haven't already, but I would like for you to respond to my hypothesis why young people are not getting married. No doubt. Well, we've even talked about it here, but you've heard about it elsewhere. Perhaps you've experienced it. Maybe you have a child in your home. They're not getting married. And this is the observation that I made. And I finally went, okay, got to think this through. I talk to enough young godly women who have the exact same lament. Listen to the words that they, this is, this is a, a really close paraphrase. There are no, meaning none, not a one, zip, zero. We know what the word means for you. There are no godly men. Then you talk to some young men who are believers, and guess what you hear? Pretty much the same sentence, but with just one word swap. There are no godly women out there. None. So I, I observed that and sat with it. And I, I think that that is, that is a pretty good reputa- uh, representation of a lot of young people, the Gen Z generation, when it comes to the subject of marriage. And I've talked to enough pastors who have said, oh, we absolutely see that in a... I was I think I maybe mentioned this a few months ago I was at a really big and it's a really good church with three or four of the pastors and this subject came up uh, about how the kids they they they're going to young adult bible study and they just can't seem to pair up so my observation that observation I I don't think that one is arguable you might take objection to the this next observation there's got to be an explanation for it. 
I, 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 this, this is an issue that I think is of interest to all of us because if young people don't get married, you know, familial stability, societal stability, church stability, and you know, the procreation of little image bearers kind of going to be a problem. So this should concern us. And I started to think, what, why, why? So many of them say that, not all, but so many of them say that. What is behind that? And I think my free grace broadcaster helps explain it. This is about the fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother, Exodus 20, 12. And this is from Thomas Watson. Listen to what he said. If you would have your children honor you, keep up your, your parental authority over your children. Be in authority over your kids. Now, listen to what he says. Be kind, but don't coddle them. And that's exactly what we're seeing today. We are seeing a very large movement of coddling. And it isn't just parents. It is also in academia. You don't use red to mark their paper. Everybody passes. Everybody gets an A. Everybody moves forward. We've got kids in 10th, 11th, 12th grade. They, they can barely read street signs. Math, forget about it, but we push them through. And we've been doing this for years so that we don't leave any child behind. Well, guess what we're doing? We're watering down the currency and we're not actually helping these kids and we're coddling them to pieces. And then when they show up in society and culture, oh, now what is behind this movement? I think this goes back to an anthropological issue specifically the mindset that has been cultivated now for centuries. This is not new. For centuries, the autonomous self, everything revolves around you. Everything. And we've seen, we've we've charted this history. Carl Truman does a nice job of it. Nancy Piercy does a nice job of it. That for centuries now, it is all about self, how I feel and what makes me happy. Now, that message is, is a, it get, the kids get bombarded with it. And then they get to live it to varying degrees, courtesy of social media and TikTok, which, by the way, uh, mom and dad, you're, you're the parents of your kids. I'm just, TikTok, it is like the devil's playground. And, and the messaging that is going out, uh, that, that, that if a kid looks at one TikTok video about body image, Boom, 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 boom. A kid looks at a video about self-injury. Boom, boom, boom. How to cut. Why it feels so good. Here's my little, look, watch me cut myself. That's what's going on in social media. But that aside, it is all customized for my immediate and instantaneous gratification. The pleasure center of our brain is not meant to be full throttle 24-7. Our little serotonin drip machines called cell phones provide that. The swipe, the swipe, the swipe. YouTube shorts at a minute long, they're too long. You, you TikTok, but too long. If it doesn't immediately gratify me, it's out of here. And, and that is how young people's brains are being wired. And the gentle parenting is just one manifestation of that. You can't. You can't tell the kids what to do. That's, they're, they're autonomous beings. They've got to be themselves. And we can't be oppressive. They're doing it in schools. 
businesses, I don't know how they survive. They're trying to accommodate that because you talk to anybody who is in business and they will tell you this is an issue. And I think one of the fruits that is being born from it is young people not getting married. Here's how it, this, this is, now this is my hypothesis. Finally, Frio! I think that the reason that godly young men don't think there are any godly young women and vice versa is because if that individual immediately does not present him or herself as totally pleasing, 100% perfect as defined by the individual, then they're, they're not qualified. That's it. They're, that's it. So a young lady meets a godly young man, and in a demure fashion, she looks down and sees his feet. What size shoe do you wear? 12. Hmm. You've got big feet. There are no godly men. A young man meets a godly young woman. She smiles to observe, just like me. There's a, I got a little crowding in, in my lower teeth. Uh, there's just no godly women. That's what I think is happening. That's my hypothesis. If the individual that you're going out on a date with, that you meet at church, court, whatever you want to call it, doesn't please 100% of the time, you're out. Hence the conclusion, there are no godly, whatever the gender is. That's my hypothesis. Jimmy, I ran this by Dr. Greg Gifford and? from Transform. He, he actually concurs. He said, I, I think you're onto something with this. Because in our society, we are not being told to conform to culture. Culture must conform to us. That, that, that's, that's, that's another prevalent way of viewing how I'm supposed to fit in. I'm not supposed to fit in. You're supposed to accommodate me. And whether you, it doesn't make any difference. You could, I've seen this. You can raise your kid in a godly home. They're still getting this messaging. You say, I homeschooled my kids. They never got this. Yes, they did. They get it in that cell phone. I'm telling you, mom and dad, I, I'm just, I get it. You love being able to get a hold of your kids. You love the tracking. I get it. But man, that thing is just loaded with danger. And your kids are getting hit by these messages. It's all about you. Listen to contemporary worship music. What is it all about? It's not about God. It's about you and having my heart warm so I can feel the flooding of the river from the outpouring of the anointing. And I, 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 me, me, me. What is that? It's just another manifestation of the prevalent mindset that everything, including worship, needs to be about me. And I think that is what is happening with our young people when it comes to marriage. I think I've shared this before. I, I think I do know why. And I, we actually can't wait for a new season. I can't remember the exact name of the show, but it's the Indian dating show. We love this woman. She's, she's a matchmaker. And she sometimes matches people in India, so you get to see that culture. And then sometimes, because wealthy Indian families want their kid in America to get married, so they actually fly her over here, and she tries to match up an Indian with an Indian. And it's fascinating to me that nobody seems to have an issue with that desire and standard in their culture. Nevertheless, she'll meet somebody, so tell me what you would like in a husband. Well... He needs to be highly educated. He has to have his master's degree. He, 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 can't, he can't like gaming, but he does need to be handy around the house. He needs to like uh, soft pop rock from the 80s, and he's got to be a foodie, and blah, 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 blah. And inevitably, she goes, you will not get all of these things. You want too many things. 
You want 10 things. You will get six, maybe at best, perhaps five, maybe four. Now, whatever that number is, it's just a reality pill. It's obvious. You're never going to find somebody who floats your boat. There's stuff. And you got stuff too. That's that's the the blindness here. Is it myopathy? That we we can't even see that. Hey, I'm not perfect either. Fancy that. Now, how low do you need to lower your standards? Then you'll sort that as you go. Don't lower your standard on one issue: godliness. That they're actually born again. There, there's the criteria. Now, anybody who checks that box, guess what? You got yourself a potential qualified spouse. What are some of the other things? You can weigh those and balance those. But if you're looking for perfection, congratulations, you're going to be single till you die. This is Wretched Radio. All right, well, buckle up. Get ready. Road Trip to Truth Season 4 is back. Host John Fabar is also back this year. But what's different this year is he has a traveling companion. Our buddy Jake Ream is joining him on the Road Trip to Truth for Season 4. And this is not going to be your typical grandma's Bible study. No, 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 no. If any of our other seasons are any indication, you know exactly what you're in store for. Hard-hitting questions, controversial topics, and a heaping dose of biblical truth. Sin, death, atheism, racism, critical race theory, you name it, they're going to cover it this season, and they're not going to pull any punches while they're doing it. Get ready, because they're going to tackle the toughest issues facing Christians today from a solid biblical perspective. Road Trip to Truth Season 4, available for purchase now at wretched.org slash four. That's wretched.org slash F-O-U-R. I would say the Tomorrow Clubs is a wonderful ministry. Kids are getting saved like crazy, not just in Eastern Europe, but also in Africa. And it's so efficient. I was just with Paul and Cindy Marty. And I asked, and I said, in, in American currency, how much does it cost to have a kid come to a Tomorrow Club four times a month? So every single week, what, what's the, what does it take to make that happen? Ready? A buck, one dollar. That's it. The kid comes, they get treats. They get materials that they learn the Bible. They memorize a buck because it's it's all volunteer driven. All those dear ones, they're volunteers. It's an amazing ministry. And if you have a heart for the lost in Eastern Europe, Africa, and you love supporting ministries that are super efficient and biblically sound, I would point you in the direction of tomorrowclub.org slash wretched, tomorrowclub.org slash wretched, and ask how many children might I be able to support per month? Hey, thanks so much for listening to Wretched Radio today. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you who tune in on a daily basis. And we thank all of our gospel partners. We thank you for an amazing 2023, an amazing 2022, 2021, 2020, and all of the years prior. But hey, 2024 is going to be our biggest and best year yet. And we have some amazing announcements we're not quite yet ready to make that will impact so much about this ministry and the amount of people that we are able to reach. So if you would like to become an ongoing monthly gospel partner, if you've been thinking about it, you've been praying about it, we would love for you to join us in this effort right now. You can get all the answers to all of the questions that you likely have right now at wretched.org slash donate. That's wretched.org slash donate donate. 2024 is here, folks, and it is going to be the biggest and best and most wretched year yet. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. 
Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is the art and science of interpreting scripture. When reading the Bible, begin with these three questions. What does it say? What does it mean? What difference does it make? Many common mistakes can be avoided with basic hermeneutics. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. And that's why young people are getting divorced too. This is Wretched Radio. My hypothesis, the generation under the age of 30, even going into the early 30s, has been baked in the idea of autonomy. That everything in the world must be pleasing to you. Otherwise, it is deemed oppressive or toxic and you cancel them, period. And a number of young people that are raised in good Christian homes have also adopted that mindset. And we are seeing it in churches. I'm thinking of Kim Priolo. Ugh, I hate saying this. The widow of Lou Priolo. I got to tell you, I miss that guy. I really, really miss that guy. Not the biblical counselor. Yeah, that he was he was a huge blessing. I just miss Lou Priolo. We went out to dinner at Italian. He thought it was good. I didn't, which is a little weird because he he got his he goes to Italy regularly. That you know, Lou Priolo was not an idiot. He traveled around the globe to teach biblical counseling and to help. He he he. Pick some pretty decent places to go visit, if you know what I'm saying, where the food is good and the scenery is glorious. I'm talking, of course, about the motherland, Italy. And we're having dinner, and Mrs. Priolo said to Mrs. Friel that they're seeing women initiating divorces in their church. And it's a good church. It's a really good church in Atlanta. Big church. And they're seeing that. Why? And the, the conclusion is that young women, they get married, and as soon as it gets a little bit hard, he doesn't make me happy. This isn't what I expected. I, 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 he's just too controlling. He clips his nails and leaves the clippings in the sink. You know, actually, that could be grounds for divorce. But the point is that they are just jettisoning their vows because one thing doesn't make them happy. One thing. Mom and dad, that means we want to be careful that we don't go the opposite direction entirely of what they call gentle parenting. That even, isn't this interesting? The propensity for that? This free grace broadcaster that I'm reading, this is from Thomas Watson. It is about the fifth commandment, honoring parents. I read this. If you would have your children honor you, keep up parental authority over your children. Be kind, but do not coddle them. See, he's looking for the balance there too. If you let them get too much ahead, they'll contemn. They'll contemn you instead of honoring you. The rod of discipline must not be withheld. Proverbs 23, 14. A child indulged and humored in wickedness will be a thorn in the parent's eye. They knew this long before we had educators and parental experts. David indulged Adonijah. And afterwards... He was a grief of heart to his father and was false to the crown. Keep up your authority and keep up your honor. But having said that, he also goes on to say, hey, don't be so controlling and demanding and mean. 
Carry it lovingly to your children in all your counsels and commands. Let them read love. There's the balance. Love will command honor. And how can a parent but love the child who is a living picture, nay, part of himself? The child is the father in second edition. Mother, too. He was, he was striving for that balance here. Our society has jettisoned all authority. Why? Because it has everything to do with autonomy. That rules, and it, it can't rule in our home. It's happening in the education system. It's even happening in Christian homes. I think it manifests itself in the unhappiness of a generation. That the, that that the world isn't exactly what I want it to be. It's so easy to build a cocoon these days. I put my earbuds in. I program. I hear. I listen to. I watch everything that I want. I don't have to endure commercials. I don't have to put up with you. My parents want to watch Lawrence Welk. I'm out. I had to sit and watch Lawrence Welk. Did I like it? No. Did I watch it? Yeah. Why? Because that's what we didn't have the luxury of programming everything to our particular precise passions. That was alliteration for the Southern Baptists. But today it is. They can sit in a room and game and just do it as they want, nothing else. And it's showing up in Christian kids when it comes to the subject of not getting married because there's nobody good enough. Now, I'm not sure that what you're about to hear fits perfectly. But I'll be honest with you, it's about as close as I can find a way to sneak this in. This is a video. It's a guy. He's wearing a just kind of casual clothes. His hair's a little disheveled. Of course, he's got facial hair. Maurice Saldivar is the name of the guy in the video. And it says that he was a Starbucks intern. It's a spoof. And maybe just maybe this is the appropriate place for it, maybe. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I was born with the ability to solve geopolitical issues even though I'm not able to solve any of the problems in my own life. You tell me you're supposed to pay taxes every couple years? Every year? Solve the Middle East, Ukraine, Russia, inflation, unemployment, all without being able to keep a job myself, or a relationship, or keep a pet without having it die. Okay, could you just not cut off my card today, though? Solving geopolitics is actually easy. What's hard is getting to my coffee shop gig on time, and now my boss won't give me any shifts. I've never eaten a vegetable. But more importantly, I don't really have time to deal with all that mumbo-jumbo right now because I'm focused on bigger problems, like what to do with the world economy. I am an alcoholic, which has caused pretty severe problems in my life. I was doing a but it was cutting into me solving most of the world's problems. So I <laughs> Jimmy, I think I think this was the right place. Didn't really have time for that. <laughs> Just wrote a post solving homelessness. I personally, as you know, have been living with my mom in my 30s, so I technically have solved homelessness for myself. Did you realize you have to keep putting oil into a car like over and over again, like all the time? It's not just a one-time thing, yeah. They'd, they'd like you to believe it's a one-time thing, but it's not. I mean, the whole Palestine-Israel thing took me about half hour to solve Thursday morning, which is good that it didn't take long because I had a pretty hectic day. Yeah, my ex and my mom were fighting nonstop because my mom thought that my ex was infringing on her side of the bathroom counter by having all her makeup there and just started throwing it on the floor. Then I came in yelling and screaming to sort of cool stuff down, shoved all their stuff off the sink. My mom got <laughs> in my face point. trying to burn me with a curling iron, so then I kicked that out of her hand, almost burned the whole place down. Then my 
ex decks my mom, knocks her out cold. So me and my ex get into a whole thing and break up, and then but she doesn't want to leave the house now because she's saying she has squatters rights and she's sort of locked us out. But the good news is later that day when I was at the hospital with my mom, after a short screaming match with one of the nurses, I figured out how I could negotiate a peace treaty with Russia and Ukraine. I'm focused on solving higher order problems. So I pop over to my social media. I got the answers to everything. Last week, I drafted a post outlining how to solve the whole mental health epidemic. But unfortunately, I had a bit of an episode and then trashed my modem, so I haven't been able to post it. I do fly off the handle quite a bit. Look at this, it's closed. I would definitely solve the problem of places being closed. Yeah, I actually know quite a bit about solving the financial crisis because I had a financial crisis recently myself. I got a message from an unknown number asking me to log into my bank account, so I did obviously. Luckily, everything was already maxed out, so the financial crisis was averted and they weren't able to get me a third time. The only way for me to get another credit card now is if I go prepaid, which I was going to do after my last check, but because payday loans takes like 34%, I ended up just buying weed. I don't know if I told you this, but I had another cat die on me this week. <laughs> I would just go to my social media and listen to my solutions for everything. I would solve depression in general and then hence mine. I could bring these gas prices down in 10 minutes, but no one wants to ask me though, do they? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that I think that somehow. What is this fellow's name? I, I don't know. I could, didn't. Man, could could you go look? Because we got to give him credit. Man whose life's a mess has Middle East figured out. It should it should tell you on the YouTube description, because uh, uh, it's called Boys Cast, is what it is. The Boys Cast. I don't know who that boy is, but that was. That was pretty painful. If uh, if the Starbucks gig doesn't work out, I'm sure he can run for office. Got it. Got it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now, if you if you happen to be a younger person, a Gen Z, younger millennial, please please note if you are, if you are trying to be godly, if you are downloading wisdom from older people, which is one of the smartest things you'll ever do, then then carry on carry on and be encouraged. But even you need to note that the messages of the world are getting inside of you and the influence of social media, it's impacting you. And it is, you're not going to feel it. It will be imperceptible. Freel, that's the exact same thing. You need to be mindful of it. And if you happen to be a Gen Zer, and you could kind of relate to everything that that guy said, do you have his name yet by any chance? Well, I'm working on it. Wow, they're... Oh, his name... I got it! You I found... got it! <sighs> name is... Do I have to, to do, do everything around here? You hear that at home, don't you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Ryan Long. He's actually on, too. He must be a comedian. He's going all over the place. Uh -huh. He's going to be in Oslo, Copenhagen, Amsterdam. Look at He's got a global tour going on. He's fixing the problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's totally clean, but that most certainly was. If that resonated with you, please, there's a solution for it. You can advance, you can excel. And you're going to go, oh, I think I've heard that before. Do what your Bible says to do. Join a church. Start going. Start serving there. Stop watching as many videos and start reading your Bible. Watch sermons, listen to sermons, and find an older person. Download wisdom, and I'm telling you, you will scream by your peers. And until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs>